Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Welcome to the Electrify News Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, America's largest e-mobility festival coming to five major cities in 2022. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrify News. I'm Joe Boris here as ever with Chris tomorrow. And Chris, we are rapidly approaching our uh, first industry day here in Los Angeles with the, uh, the, the Electrify Expo. June 3rd to 5th. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a good time. We have a lot, a lot of really cool people, a lot of really cool companies we're going to be talking to on these industry days. I know it's actually it's really neat. I don't know if you, you didn't do industry day in Austin last year. I, I went to that uh, solo, but I mean, it was such a neat thing. And, uh, you know, um, it, we just met so many people and they were all so excited about e-mobility. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about at uh, at this year's industry day uh, is, is EV charging, right? Now, Chris, you and I, we were talking a couple days ago about the Tycon cannonball run, the guys that yep. took that electric Porsche. They went across the country. They stopped for like less than three hours to charge. So like, I think, you know, for me, I look at something like that and I'm in this space and I have confidence in the charging network. And I look at that and I go, yeah, okay, I can pretty much drive anywhere I want to, but you know, well, can, America, you? can you exactly? This is America. We live for that low use case scenario. Like what if I want to drive from Phoenix, Arizona to San Angelo, Texas, and I've only got six hours. <laughs> what if, <laughs> what if, right? So you know, this kind of changes the landscape a little bit. And when you start looking at a Tesla supercharger, right? And obviously Tesla has one of the best EV charging networks out there, but it's basically just a parking lot with a couple of these little plugs. If you're there. lucky, it's attached to a hotel or, you know, maybe like a service plaza. If you're lucky. Like a, like a strip mall. Yeah. Yeah. But you get a Chinese buffet out of it. You're the one, the one near me is behind a Red Robin. And oh, I got to it's not bad, but you know, I got to tell you, I'm not sure the core Tesla customer is also the core Red Robin gourmet burgers, you know, customer, but I could be wrong. You could be wrong. It'd be a great place to put one of those uh, F-150 lightning chargers though. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I think the question that gets asked, right, is, you know, we're all used to going into a gas station. We put our card in we gas up in five minutes and if we have to go to the rest stop and you know maybe we get like a pack of m&ms or a, a mountain dew or something you're in and out pretty quickly but if you have a longer dwell time if you're going to be there for 20 30 40 minutes while your ev is charging up is a traditional convenience store going to cut it and i think that what we're starting to see from the thought leaders from shell from audi from electrify america and even really from volvo and starbucks you're starting to see like an update of what that means and what does it mean to think of a charging station and where we're going to spend this time now you actually found a good article uh from starbucks i think right yeah so you know a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, we were talking about how Taco Bell, right? They're going to be putting charging stations at, you know, a, a bunch of their locations. <laughs> at and, 420 know, of their locations. 420 of their locations to be exact, right? <laughs> and, it, you know, Starbucks is kind of going down the same path. They're looking at, you know, wooing electric vehicle customers, getting people who are coming in for coffee to also stay, you know, you're going to spend a little extra time charging your car 
why not grab a croissant? Why not grab one of those, you know, uh, what is it? The, the double bacon Gouda croissant sandwiches. I love those. I love those. They're pretty decent. I like the little. The little I promise thing. Starbucks isn't paying me. They should. But, you know, <laughs> to the point. My, we're my point paying being, them in many ways. We're paying. But the, my point is, you know, Starbucks is now getting on board with this idea of, you know, let us be not just, you know, a restaurant. We're also a place for EV, you know, EV drivers to come and charge up. They're kind of doing double duty. If people are going to be stopping and charging the cars anyway, why not at Starbucks? Why not sit down, have your latte while your car, you know, because we are at an era where 20, 30 minutes is all you really need. Right. And that's just enough time to enjoy a coffee and a croissant. Right. If that, because think about it too, you don't have to fill up your tank. You just have to have enough to get to where you're going. Right. So if you get 120 miles or 150 miles out of it and you're going to stop for lunch in two, three hours, hey, you're good to go. Exactly. And uh, again, a lot of electric vehicles are at this point where they can get an 80 percent charge in 20, 30 minutes. It's that last 20 percent where you need to sit down for another 40 minutes to get. But you don't need that. You know, a lot of them. And I am concerned with this idea that a lot of people are used to filling up your tank. Right. It's got to be full. You don't have an empty fridge in America. You have a full fridge and you don't have an empty gas tank. You have a full tank. So there might be a little bit of, you know. Rough roads there, if you will. So for re-education, there's a re-education that needs to take place. But I mean, I think Starbucks is so smart with this because they've already become a place where people go to hang out anyway. Where man, I've been sitting at home all day for the last three days. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and check a few emails while I'm there and kind of knock it out. And people are already spending 30, 40 minutes there. Now you're just giving them another reason to. I think it's so smart. And and to be you know, just to add through a few more details on this, they're partnering with uh, Volvo and ChargePoint to make this happen, right? And it's going to be along uh, a 1,350-mile route from Denver to Seattle. I mean, this is Starbucks country, people. You know, this is <laughs> this is this is Tesla right. Starbucks country. They have they really looked at the data and like, okay, where is you know? And I know it's Volvo. Tesla's not involved, right? But this is. There's a lot of crossover here. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover. And like, I, I love that analogy, right? Because like, you couldn't do this in Chicago. Like you could do it at Dunkin' Donuts, but you couldn't do it at Starbucks. No, no, no. And you know, one of the things that they're saying too, is this is this route that they're planning is it's, it's an EV charging desert. There's not a lot of options along this route. So they're not just, they, they are kind of making an effort to provide a service where there's not a lot of competition, but also there's not a lot of, you know, uh, options. Right. But like, think about how smart that is. Like they're looking at the EV charging landscape and where they see a desert, they go, you know what? This is not a challenge. This is an opportunity. This is an we, opportunity. Yeah. We will become the charging network. We will become the coffee network, the fuel network, the sit down for 20 minutes network, and they'll come to us. And now if you know that they're charging there and you're driving your EV, which we will all be driving in the next four or five years, you're going to look up and go, okay, do I go to McDonald's and have a cafe or do I go to, you know, caribou coffee? I don't know if they have that up in the Pacific Northwest, but we have that here in the Midwest. Or do I go to Starbucks? And I think at that point, Starbucks is your only choice. It really is. And, you know. But will it be your only choice going forward? I mean, uh, ah, segue, segue. Because they make a hell of a product. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, just again, on this note of like charging stations and and all that, uh, 
Electrify America. We've heard of them. We know they're big on the charging network and stuff. And now yeah. they're they're looking at this concept of let's build our own charging plazas instead of you know let's go where people already are, where businesses already are. Because realistically, a lot of Starbucks are kind of crammed into you know strip malls. They're they're you're only going to fit so many chargers there, right? There's not going to be you're not going to have 10, 20 chargers. You probably have three or four. That's how I'm imagining it, right? But Electrify right. America wants to build these charging plazas where, you know, just looking at the image, you know, you're going to have, you know, a dozen plus charging stations and you're going to have this. It's like a gas station, but for electric vehicles, right? But it's also a place to kind of It's like, a gas station for electric vehicles. I think that's the best way to put it because we don't think of it as weird for a highway gas station to have eight or 10 or 12 pumps. So this is the same thing. Right. It's going to have eight or 10 or 12 charging stations. You're going to pull in, you're going to plug in, you're going to do your business inside the uh, store. You're going to buy what you need. And then you're going to come out 10, 15 minutes later, and you're going to have another hundred, 150 miles of charge. And, and it's really, it really is like a service plaza because, you know, yes. it looks like, you're going to be able to go in, get a snack. You know, there might be some newspapers and stuff. But in their press release, they say, you know, they're trying to create a more inviting transition to the electric vehicle lifestyle. And but even there, even in their press release, they're talking about they have 175 kilowatt chargers, which to use the chargeway speak, that's a level seven charger. That'll take just about any EV out there from zero to 80, as you said, in 10 minutes. And 10 minutes is plenty of time to like right. go potty, pick out an energy drink, buy a scratch off ticket and get back to your car. That's well, 10 minutes. Well, you know, I think the big thing here is the, 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 the language choice of transition, right? Yes. You're, this, this whole concept is about helping people transition to electric vehicles. Yeah, this Electrify America thing is really good. I mean, you're looking at what they're doing. They're building out these lounges. They're building these, you know, kind of a more in internalized, like a nice place. If you look at their press release with uh, San Francisco, they have kind of like a lounge that's indoor. It's like a workspace almost like, you know, I just saw the WeWork documentary. So it's kind of like that. But if you look <laughs> at what, <laughs> it was a good show. If you look at what Shell is doing, Shell is doing something really interesting too, right? Because you're used to yes. coming into these gas stations. You're used to having the convenience store. And Shell is essentially transitioning their, their gas stations into an EV charging plaza, right? So like just like you have eight or 10 gas pumps, there's eight or 10 EV charging pumps. There's the same convenience store there. And you know, to use the language of chargeway, these are 175 kilowatt charging stations. These are level seven charging. So to your point earlier, Chris, you can go in there and within 10 minutes go from zero to 80 percent. Ten minutes. minutes. It's so quick. It's so I mean, even if, if you're filling up, you know, what SUV or something, it's five minutes of pumping gas standing there. Mind you, you have to mind the gas pump. You have to have your hand on it. You have to at least be standing next to it. With this whole concept, you plug it in and then you can walk inside. So even if it's five okay. minutes longer than filling a tank, it's five minutes and you don't have to babysit it. You can be, right. you can sit in your car if you want. You can go, you know, inside and buy something. But it's such a, again, we're talking about this transition, right? We're talking about giving people something they're familiar and comfortable with. And now you're just like helping people transition to the idea that you could do this with electric vehicles because, you know, again, we talk about all the time. Most people don't need to charge between home and work or home and their, their destination. Most people can get where they're going, charge at home, 
You get in your car, you go there, you come back, you have plenty of miles for that. But for the people that do, or for the people that, let's talk about, you know, like say apartment dwellers, right? Not every apartment. I was going to say that. Not Not every every apartment apartment person doesn't have, right. They don't have the option. A lot of people, and you know, a lot of apartments are building in charging to their, but what about the people who live in, you know, duplexes or they live in, you know, it's an apartment, but it's in a three home, you know, home house sort of thing. Not everybody is going to have access to, you know, charging at their domicile. So offering these transitionary sort of setups is really just, it's needed. You know, we can, I always found it to be a little, you know, hoity-toity kind of like to talk about like, well, you don't need, you know, a charging station. You can charge at home. That's not always an option for people. That's not always a thing for them. So making sure that this is an option, that this is available for people, I think that's the right move. I think it's brilliant. It's the right move. But think about this too. It normalizes the experience of owning the electric car. You can very easily live in an apartment or live in a dorm and not have access to a fast charger. And the same way that you don't have a gas pump at home, you can go go to the Shell station and in 10 minutes, you can charge up your car. And that'll do you, you know, if you live in a major city and you're not driving a lot, 180, 200 miles of range, that's going to do you for the week. And you're already spending that time at a gas station. So I think this is really smart. I think the branding that they've done is on point. If you look at the renderings, they've got the same big signs. Yeah, it looks so good. And they've got that big, highly visible sign with that shell logo that people know that means they can stop there. And when they're done there, they can keep on going. And I think it's just a really, really smart move. And what they've done also, uh, this happened towards the end of last year, but they've actually partnered with green lots. They've, they've bought basically green lots. So all of these green lots locations that are out there are going to get this transition. They're going to get this transformation into a shell space. And it's just really going to be sharp. And I think it's going to be, I think once people who are on the fence, who start seeing the, you know, these shell stations, these shell charging stations and these electrify America stations, they're going to see those on the side of the road. They're going to see those on the highway and they're going to go, Oh, wow. I, I think this charging infrastructure really is there. And they're going to realize that it's something that they can depend on, even nah. if it's overbuilt, right? Even if it's overbuilt, they're not going to. <laughs> I'm need so glad you miles. said that. I'm so glad you said that because I think for the last kind of last topic I want to touch on in this, in this vein, you know, overbuilt Audi, Audi has their own <laughs> unique charging hub concept, all right? And this news came out in December, so it's a little, but like just in the same vein, and I can't not say it now that you've said this, you know, Audi has this their own version of what a, a on-the-road charging hub stations should look like. And it is, of course, German Engineering Squared, right? So, <laughs> like a Bauhaus office building. I want to live here. I want to <laughs> live in this building. This is just... You know, it, it literally is, it's a square on, you know, le- above the ground, you know, it, it's lifted up, it's got exclusive lounge features, it's got nice chairs, you know, it just looks, it looks like a great place to charge a car and also have a meeting and also come up with any excuse to go to, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely that it, it's a, it's a place for executives and like, here, this is going to make it sound like this is going to make some of our readers think we actually have an education. It's very like Mies van der Rohe, like ultra mid-century modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like, it, it's a place where you, if you're the type of person who says, 
yeah, it, it's worth it to buy an Audi because you're buying into the design and the sleek lines and the tension of the body lines. If that's the kind of language you speak, you're going to love stopping here. You if I mean? you were to remove all the Audi badging and instead place a plaque that made up, you know, made up an architect and, you know, framed it as, you know, this is some architectural artwork, right? People right, right. would buy into it. People would 100% buy into it. Yeah, and and those are the people that are going to stop here. And if you're the type of person who goes, no, I'll just buy the Volkswagen, <laughs> then you yeah. can stop at the Shell station. This is not for you. Mix. <laughs> but, you know, I do think one of the, you know, there is some practical features. The 320 kilowatt uh, charging station that's literally double what the Shell has. You know, um, oh, that's that's too much. Well, is it? Is it? <laughs> you know, you're buying an Audi. All the cars surrounding the, this picture, you know, they're all you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollar plus vehicles. At that point, again, you're, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about you're buying the vision, you're buying the design. Well, you might as well throw a, a ridiculously overpowered charging station in there. Aren't right. we getting to the point now where I know when when Lucid announced that they had five hundred and twenty miles of range. I remember reading that and saying, that's too far. I don't want to drive 500 miles nonstop. I want to, you know, at least somewhat enjoy the drive and be able to have lunch and get out and stretch my legs a little bit. Like that's too much. Like if I pull up to this Audi thing and I plug in, by the time I get upstairs and I get my Wi-Fi connected, the car is going to be full and I'll be just leaving. But that's not always the point, my friend. Sometimes the point is just because. Right. <laughs> because you can. Yeah, because you can. And, you know, I, I would say to the 500 mile point um, for most people. Yeah, absolutely. That's way too much. But for someone like me, you know, I will go 500 miles in a step. I, I, I will. It's all it's a it's a slog. But that's like, you know, between six and eight hours of driving at a time. I've done more. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's something where. If you're going to buy the luxury car with all the amenities, some people actually want to spend time in there, you know, so having that range, it's it's again, sometimes it's just about being able to sell say the number, you know, how many people are using their 1000 horsepower, you know, Dodge Demon or whatever, what whatever the horsepower were, you know, 99% of the time you're using one tenth of that horsepower, but to have it, ah, it's nice to have. Again, it, it comes back to that low that low percentage use case, right? Yep. Sometimes you just want the option. It's like pickup trucks. Just want the option. You just want the option. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I think we've right. got a show there. I think we got a show. You know, I think we. I, I, it's just such an interesting thing to see this transformation where, like, you know, we we've talked about over and over again how electric cars are just going to be normal cars in four or five years. We're not going to talk about electric cars. They're just going to be cars, right? We're going to be out of a job. <laughs> eh, they said that before. They said that about the ethanol thing. We're still here. We'll We're still fun. here. That's true. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Electrify News Podcast, brought to you by the Electrify Expo, coming to five major cities in 2022. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest in e-mobility news and updates. Thanks for listening to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV, and follow along on social media for daily clips and more.